Hi CCW family, uh, it's Danny again. I'm one of the pastors at CCW. A special welcome to you if you've this is the first time you've tuned in to hear any of these messages. We're in week three of a five-week series we've called Habits of a Healthy Heart. Uh, in week one we introduced it, we talked about how important the health of our hearts is and how Jesus is so keen for us to have healthy hearts. In fact, there are at least four habits that he's given us so that our hearts can be healthy and they deal with the four biggest diseases of our heart. And last week we looked at the first of these diseases, which is guilt. When we've wronged somebody else, when we know that our actions have caused harm to somebody else. And that can just eat us away inside, make our hearts really unhealthy. And we saw that the remedy for that, the habit that um, Jesus gives us uh, to be able to deal with the guilt in our hearts is confession. To confess what we did wrong, not just to God, but to the person that we wronged. Horizontal confession. Uh, I don't know if you heard that last week, and I don't know how you went with that as you walked through this week. Um, just acknowledging the wrongs that you have caused to people, and um, and um, and just going to them, going to them, and saying, "I did this to you, and it was wrong, and I'm sorry." It helps to clear the guilt from our hearts. That's a habit that's that God has given us, so that we can have healthy hearts. Um, This week we're looking at um, a different uh, disease and a different remedy. Um, So I'm going to talk for a little while, then I'm going to introduce you to somebody else who's going to talk a little more. Um, The disease we're looking at today is anger. Anger. And and you probably know when you think already, anger is not good. Um, And anger that sits in your heart is not good. Um, What is anger? Anger is um, somebody hurt me. Somebody took something from me. Somebody caused me damage. Somebody did something to me or to somebody that I love. Somebody hurt somebody else that I care about. Anger is that, oh, you, you owe me. You took something from me and you owe me. You hurt me. You owe me. Um, So guilt is, well, I hurt you. I owe you. Anger is you owe me. You know when somebody wrongs you? Even now, you could probably think, uh, who is the person who I'm most angry with? Who hurt me the most? And then you think about that name, that person, you picture them and you feel that rise up inside you, that's anger. Um, we all know this feeling because people hurt us. Uh, we get wronged in this life. That's anger. You, uh, anger says, you owe me, you owe me. And I'm, in my heart, I'm going to hold you accountable for what you did. And if you let that simmer away um, in our heart, if we let that simmer away in our hearts, it, it grows into what? Resentment? Is there anyone you resent? Can you feel the resentment in your heart towards somebody else? It's a disease. It's a disease in our hearts. It's not saying that what they did was okay. It wasn't okay. Um, but the way it affects our hearts causes a problem for our hearts, causes our hearts to be unhealthy. And Jesus is offering a solution for us, for our anger, for this disease in our hearts. And his solution is, you might have guessed it already, forgiveness. Forgiveness. That is releasing people from what they owe us. Forgiveness is, I'm no longer going to hold you accountable for what you did to me. You don't owe me anything. I release that debt that you owe. In Mark 11 and verse 25, 
Jesus says, but when you're praying, this is Jesus' words, but when you're praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. So when you're praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father can forgive your sins too. Remember last week we, we looked at that text where Jesus said, if you come to worship, if you come to offer your sacrifice and you remember that someone has something against you, that you remember that you've wronged somebody, first go and reconcile to them and then come back and, and worship and offer your gift. Uh, so that was last week. When you come to God and you remember that you owe somebody, then go and reconcile, go and confess to them. Then come back and worship. And this week we see, so if you're coming to God and you're going to pray and then you remember, oh, I've got a grudge against somebody else. They owe me. First, forgive them. Cancel their debt so they don't owe you anymore. So that you're not angry at them anymore. Cancel their debt. Um, then pray um, so that your Father in Heaven can forgive you. Uh, this relationship between the forgiveness that God offers and the forgiveness that we express to those around us is, is really well expressed in Matthew chapter 18, um, verses 21 to 35. I would encourage you to look that up. Jesus tells a whole story to explain this. Uh, it's an important story for us to understand. You can read that later. It's the one about the guy that gets forgiven millions of dollars, but then he demands um, payment of a, a pittance from his friend. Anyway, you can, you can uh, have a look at that and see why we need to forgive. Because, um, not because people deserve forgiveness, although frequently they don't, um, but because we've been forgiven. We're a forgiven people. God is a forgiver. He forgave us. And in as much as we receive his life into our lives, we become forgivers. So we don't really, it, if we can't forgive, it, it demonstrates something we haven't received yet. From God, uh, it flows through us from Him to us to others, um, and, uh, and and that's why that's why for the health of our hearts we need to be uh, forgivers. Now sometimes it's easy, and in the little things of life, I'll encourage us to become um, forgivers, total and instant forgiveness. But when things happen and we think, "Oh, that hurt," we go, "I'm going to release that person from that debt." Um, Another time, ow, that hurt too. No, I'm not going to hang on to that hurt. I'm going to release that person. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to cancel the debts that people owe me relationally. I'm going to be a forgiver. Um, and it's relatively easy in the little things, isn't it? But some things are big and harder. And to help us with those things, I want to, um, I want to ask Graham Can to speak to us. Now, this is a pre-recorded message that Graham did a little while ago. Graham was one of my mentors for a while while he was here in Warrigal. Uh, he has a great deal of experience in counselling and pastoral ministry and in his own testimony, as you'll hear, of pain and forgiveness. And I thought it'd be worth us hearing this from him uh, today. Thanks, Graham. We now come to this part in the process where we make the decision to forgive the person who has hurt us. Remember I said that one of the problems with this is very rarely a person who has abused or hurt us, very rarely do they deserve to be forgiven. 
When I was being counselled myself way back uh, when I was in my late 20s, I was being counselled around this whole area of anger and resentment that I had internalised deeply in my spirit. My counsellor looked at me and said, you're a Christian. I said, yes. He said, so you believe that Jesus died for your sin? And I said, yes, I do. He said, do you believe that Jesus has died for every sin that's ever been committed against you by someone else? I remember saying to him, I'm a pastor. I can tell a trick question a mile off. <laughs> and he smiled and he said, answer it. I said, if I said no to that question, it made nonsense out of my first answer. If Jesus has died for my sin, then he's died for everybody else's sin as well. But if I said, yes, I do believe it, it made nonsense out of 20 years of anger. And I didn't want to do that. There was this tremendous resistance inside me to accept the fact that maybe the price had already been paid for that person's sin. But when I did embrace it, when I did understand that I, there was no way I could avoid that, I realised that it wasn't a problem, it was a gift. It was like God had given me a process by which I might get out of prison. God had given me a gift that I could take and use for my own freedom as a person. And I remember as he led me through the process, he led me through a process where he just got me to recall the things that this person had done, to recall the feelings that I had for this person, and I wept my way through this story. And then he said, remembering what I've said to you, that Jesus has already paid this price, would you be prepared on that basis to set this person free of the obligation to suffer at your hands for what they've done? It's never an easy decision, but it was the greatest, most life-changing decision I've ever made in my life. That moment of knowing that I no longer was trapped in a web of resentment and bitterness, that wonder of being free, that wonder of not having to be under the control of this person ever again was so amazing. And to realise that the greatest, the, the greatest liberty came to me, not to my abuser. Now, I don't know what happened to them. I only know that God has given us the process of forgiveness in order that we might be free of carrying this pain. I remember coming out of the room and meeting my wife and telling her for the first time about my abuse as a child. And she had seen the behaviours and experienced the anger that used to sometimes burst out of me. And she just wept with me because she could see the reason 
not the excuse, the reason for that. And rejoice with me that I was free. I want to say to you today, there have been some people who say to me from time to time, you know, when you ask me to forgive my, my, the perpetrator of my pain, it's like I'm being victimised all over again. And yes, I can understand you feeling like that. But I want to say that this is the doorway by which you can leave behind, go through and leave behind the pain you've carried for all this time. Forgiving as God has forgiven you. To embrace God's forgiveness yourself, to forgive yourself, but also to be able to forgive the person who has wounded you in the past. God bless. Thank you for that, Graham. Um, I hope you found that helpful. I always find it helpful to be reminded of these truths from God, this help to our hearts. Um, and hey, if, if you think it's too big an obstacle for me, it's too hard for me, it's too much for me, you're asking too much, um, I'll just say there is help here for you. Come and, come and see us. Make contact. Um, our, our contacts will be on your screen. You can make contact um, with me or with Dominique, my wife, who's uh, counselling trained here as well. And we do have Christian counsellors that operate out of community church and we would be more than happy to have, find time for you to see them, to help to deal with this because I know this for sure. Anger inside our hearts is bad for us. Unforgiveness, resentment, it's bad for us. It's unhealthy. And God wants to bring us to healthy hearts. He doesn't leave us on, on our own. We have community around us. We have professionals um, to help us. We have um, life on offer for all of us so that we can rid our hearts of the anger and discover the freedom of forgiveness. And that's what we want for you. So um, blessings to you and forgiveness um, to you and through you to others this week. That's our prayer. Pray with me as we finish. Uh, Jesus, we want to be like you. We want to forgive like you forgive. We want, we want our hearts free of this uh, disease of anger. So help us all. Help us all to trust you and to do whatever we need to to um, get hold of your forgiveness and to be able to pass on your forgiveness even in difficult circumstances for the health of our hearts. And for your glory, we ask, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen.